You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed, and I'm here with Kathy the CSA. Hola. And Phil, Phil, mm-hmm. he will be here in a couple minutes. <laughs> but yeah, let's um, dive into something um, kind of acute. Um, uh, should I say, um, should I reference uh, Mortal Kombat a little bit? Um, talk about um, sub-minimum wage and, uh, Hi, and Phil. Phil is Phil is here. We're getting him set up, I think. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but, no entrance like a late entrance. Yes, nothing like a late entrance and um, not next to the mic. Yes, <laughs> but... No, barely um, even counts as late, Phil. Barely, um, even counts. barely, yes. Um, and your name is Phil the Philip Badger. Is that correct? Well, you know, when you're the part of being a Philip Badger is you don't care about time. You don't <laughs> care about time. You don't nope. give it us. You don't give a uh, don't give a hoot. Don't give a hoot. <laughs> don't pollute either. Don't pollute. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yes. But, um, I don't like litterers. I really don't. You don't like. It makes li- me mad. It you, makes me mad when people litter. You don't like literal. You don't I like literally. Literally, don't like littering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. I mean that. There's no excuse. There's no reason for it. Uh, the t- but if I'm, literally. but what if I'm just lazy? Is that a good excuse? No. 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 <laughs> no absolutely not. No. <laughs> to go into a topic that I have no good transition to. <laughs> um last episode we talked a little bit you and me and Phil talked about subminimum wage and what we thought about it and I uh wanted to ask you Kathy uh what do you think of uh subminimum wage in terms of disability I'm for it You're for it I'm for it uh, Let's go uh, <laughs> But, like, why are you for it? (laughs) Like, in a, um, from a job work perspective, why is subminimum wage a good thing? Okay, let's, let's just be clear on this. There are, um, many people who, with disabilities that are included in the subminimum wage category. Um, I've said in the past, there's a spectrum of disabilities. It's not everybody who has multiple sclerosis has the same amount of disability as someone who does. So there are some people with disabilities who you can they're not working for a wage to live on. They're they're getting socialization, they're getting out of the house, they're they're mixing with a community. They feel a sense of worth, they feel a sense of accomplishment. Um, I don't think you can classify everybody together and say, oh, everybody has to make this certain amount of wage. You're going to exclude many people with disabilities from 
getting out and socializing and feel like they're contributing to society. It's it's unreasonable to put that expectation um, on the whole community. I mean, I I get what you're saying. Like it has its benefits, uh, and they are already receiving. Am I correct when I say they're already receiving SSI? Correct. Correct. Okay. And if you're going to pay them more, they're going to lose out on their SSI. I'm not talking about people who are living on their own and driving. There's very high-functioning people with disabilities who should be earning their worth of, of what they're contributing. But there's a whole society out there who is living in group homes, living in assisted living, maybe living with their parents. And their parents are going to be taking care of them for the rest of their lives, more likely than not. Um, when they go out to a job every day, this gives their caregiver an ability to leave the house, to maybe go to their job and make money. It, it, the benefits far outweigh the black and white idea that everybody has to make a certain amount of wage. Right. And I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I'm kind of in the middle of this should or shouldn't because, uh, a worker should not get paid like pennies on the dollar, right? There should be, a, uh, for lack of a better term, a minimum to sub-minimum wage. Say, for instance, they make uh, uh, half of what a minimum wage worker would work, not, uh, say, 50 cents or a dollar <laughs> because – to your point, it is uh, it is a benefit, but I don't feel like it is giving enough. I'm going to say that there are people throughout the world who are going to take advantage of other people. And to what you're saying, to pay someone two cents or five cents an hour is taking advantage of them. And you will find that throughout the world. You will You have to believe that there are undocumented aliens in this country right now who are working for $5 a day. That's It's not uncommon for, unfortunately, bad people to take advantage of good people. But I don't think the majority of these situations are set up to take advantage of the disabled community. They're giving them jobs that if you take that away, they're going to add that into someone else's work. And you guys know I've, I've referenced this in the past. My mother ran a group home for 27 years. I've been around the disabled community since I was a child. And I am still involved in the disabled community. I have seen the gentleman in her group home, um, Buddy's Pizza, used to be a big employer of the handicapped. And they would go in there and I, I give Buddy um, all the credit in the world, Buddy's, for, for bringing them in and working. Sometimes they would just go around and maybe pick up napkins or, or get, you know, take, carry a tray from the back to the front. If you exclude them from that process where they went out and they were so proud of being included in the workforce, of earning a little bit of pay, it didn't matter to them, um, how much money they were making. They weren't looking to make a hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year. They were again living in a group home and they were getting SSI. But if you take that worker away from that position, do you think that Buddies is going to hire someone for minimum wage or better? They're going to say, okay, you, you guy who you're busting the table now you're also going to be picking up these napkins it's you're not you're not taking away jobs from from people who are working and again i'm not saying take advantage of the people you you give them something for their effort um 
but you don't do it so that you exclude them from working. If you tell tell the company, oh, well, you have to pay these people so much, maybe they can't afford it. And these people are going to lose out or the workshops that you're looking at. And again, there, there's transportation that's brought to them. There's people who are um, there to assist them. There's medical needs that need to be taken care of when these people are working. You're going to exclude them from doing something that they take pride in, that they get, um, you know, a feeling of accomplishment from. You're going to take that away from them if you try to force employers to pay them more than they can afford to pay or they need to earn. I gotcha. Um yeah, I'm still, I'm still on the fence on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from, um, Phil. Um, what do you think about it? Uh, as kind of a middle, uh, as kind of an outside looking in type. Right. Well, I certainly can see, you know, both both sides there. There's certainly a potential for a person to be taken advantage of. That you know, we need to have strong, you know, advocates for to prevent. Um, but there's also, yeah, there's very, there's, there's a strong and tangible benefit of just having a pride of accomplishment. And that can go a long way towards, you know, making life tolerable for, for, you know, which, you know, I'm not, this is not to say a life with a disability is intolerable, but, you know, just, just, just something more to make, to make life better. And I think it's something that we, you know, as an as an abled community, we it's something we take for granted. Yeah, and <laughs> it's less of a uh, the situation with disabled. It's more of a uh, uh, people think it's an us versus the an us and them when it's really actually just us. And you're either know someone who's disabled or you are disabled. <laughs> and so it is a it is a community and we I I get more than I give with disabled people. Um it it is a community and we need to be inclusive and I don't want to see them secluded at home because they can't go because these jobs are taken away from them where they they don't get to leave the house. It's socialization and it's a sense of accomplishment um more so than their concern of earning a living wage it's it, that's not the point um i mean maybe if we um i don't know maybe one of these times maybe if we did sort of a fundraiser maybe that would help a little bit but i'm just i'm just riding my bicycle that's all i'm i was just hinting at that that's all but <laughs> i just want to say support the disabled people in your community too you know i'm a big supporter of dutton farms which is run by handicapped people um and when they do you know i know there's other company models out there the one in particular you were talking about is the john's crazy socks you know they're they're a big part of pushing for a minimum wage for these people who are working but again that's they, that's a five million dollar a year company that they're making and they say they have like 39 people employed with less than half of them as handicapped if you have a five million dollar company and you're pushing about minimum wage for the handicapped people you need to be hiring more people 
like you're not in the position of like Dutton Farms. I'll listen to what they have to say. It's it's a small um, company that that incorporates the handicapped in the work there. They do all the work, all the farming, all the product um, packaging, all the selling of this. When I go in there and purchase something, sometimes the, some of the workers there they're sitting in there. There's someone helping them run the cash register. They're being included in the process. But if they were excluded from this, they they couldn't do it on their own. That's not. I couldn't go in there and just purchase someone from the, you know, the people with the disabilities that are working there. And again, when they do make a profit, they're sharing that profit. You know, they they have the. Um, corporation in Africa where they share the the profits that they make from their farm like support the the disabled community but let's be realistic I don't want to hear from this five million dollar company that is going to complain that has less than half of the disabled people employed there uh, yeah and I would <laughs> sorry I would, you're fine you're fine you can tell I go, you can tell I go off on this one sorry <laughs> I no, not at all. I like. I, I think everyone in this room would agree with it, and even our audience. But, um, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, autism, like having it. But yesterday, I came to find out that, um, like the one, um, uh, the chosen one for autism, Temple Grandin, uh, has been inducted into the Women's Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> wow. So um, I kind of have my two cents on uh, how I do things from having autism to what she tries to do um, for the, with me for the most part, my activism. I try to – like with this podcast or other events, uh, bring people in who are necessarily like playing games or watching YouTube videos or things of that nature and tell them and try to bring them into this uh, studio and uh, show people that they're actually normal people who can be very skilled. <laughs> So that they can, uh, through gaming or even other means, prove that they are worthwhile to society. <laughs> well, well, Temple, she, um, she thinks that, uh, uh, the difference between me and her is that she feels that gaming as a whole is a bad thing and that, uh, just to get, hey, it's a good thing just to have them within the skills traits. But I'd say that both can work within the same, um, what's it called? Can work within the same capacity <laughs> if used right. <laughs> but, um, I, <laughs> you know, you I, I monologue. No, you got to talk to Phil about the gaming because I am sure. not, I, I'm, I'm sure that is beneficial. Um, to the community, and I think that Phil can speak to that way better than I can. Yeah. Hey, do you have anything to say on that, Phil? I I kind of I kind of missed what the what was said, and um, 
Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Says, well, uh, I'll say I'll say that Temple is probably more along the lines of my age, so I can understand why she stays away from the gaming aspect of it. Where you know that I'm a proponent of the face to face. So I I imagine with the the younger community um, with autism, maybe gaming is a be- is a good way for them to connect. But I do again want to see them get out from behind those screens and interact. And there we go again to the community workshops. Yeah, and this is kind of mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. in kind of the setup, I have one person who mm-hmm. um, knows the community, knows the one-on-one FaceTime, and then another who knows uh, the games, like <laughs> that. Uh, uh, it all, but uh, no, I understand where she's coming from, and games aren't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a matter of knowing how to use them to uh, progress people, uh, uh, progress my generation to um, employment and even be a productive member of society. (laughs) I'm sure there are skills that you can pick up from the gaming. I I remember years ago – just the way that the younger kids worked with the controllers and such, it helped with some of the new endeavors that are out there. I don't want to say the bombs, but yeah, it was the Gulf War, I believe, or something like that. Well, not only that, I think, you know, I think, you know, I think just being a gamer kind of, you know, it really teaches you how to think on your feet and, you know, make a decision and stick to it. Because that's what you got to do if you're going to be successful in these games. Um. You know, you can't, you know, if you're going to execute a Super Smash with Waluigi, you know, if they ever add him to the game, you know, you, you got to be, you got to commit to that. You can't kind of go half-hearted and exactly. you know, can't, can't waffle back and forth. Maybe that would be a good precursor to learning how to think on your feet in the real world and make decisions that exactly have, my point. That have actual ex- impacts. So that's exactly my point. Instead go. of getting caught in analysis paralysis, as some, uh, now, of us, some of us know <laughs> can happen in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my, my defense toward games is that there's different kinds of games. Like uh, often enough when people – Ask me, hey, do you have autism? I say, yes. Uh, uh, you like Call of Duty, right? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't at all. I'm not good. I'm not good with it at all. I could never be as good as these uh, snipers that. How is that <laughs> a transition from? Do tried. you have autism? Yes. Do you like Call of Duty? Uh, what am it, I it's there? kind. It's. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, there's I something I'm missing there. Okay, thank no, you. A, I don't that, see. I don't see how one leads to the other. I no, thought it, it was me. No, and you like the the trope, the joke that's not uh, that's disheartening is that when uh, adults see uh, other adults who play games, they assume oh they play Call of Duty. Mm. While on YouTube, I said I've used it for eight nine years. They assume that I've made all the cat videos on there. So, <laughs> so. Well, I, so I, th- I, th- I think other people made it, made one or two. So, <laughs> yeah, here and there, but <laughs> no, but that's the classic joke trope of YouTube and gaming. I don't and think things. I've ever seen a cat video on YouTube. They're hilarious. 
<laughs> I don't think so, unless they show it like on television. Because I told you guys I watched that right this minute. I used to at lunch, but I got a new job, so I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you can. But yeah, I think that was like, I don't know if that would be videos. It would have been on YouTube. Do you know what I'm talking about? That show called Right This Minute. Not, I've heard of it. I don't think I've heard of that one, but I know there's other shows that'll just be a content dump from YouTube and just put it on air. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. We're doing, you know, it's kind kind of the natural evolution of America's Funniest Home Videos. It's kind of gone full circle. That's what I was thinking too. Except it's more than just people getting hit in the grind with something. I never saw the humor of that. I don't know. Every once in a while though, hmm, you know. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing this podcast right this minute. Oh, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, so no ducking out to watch cat videos is what I think Ian is saying. Yeah, I, it's, not, it's not how this works, but <laughs> but no. Um, so do we, um, we want to even go into more about games, Phil? <laughs> Was there a specific game you wanted to talk about? Uh, a couple games. Um, <laughs> uh, I know. I know it's not Fortnite. It's not Fortnite. No. Um, did you know that the original Diablo is out on GOG? <laughs> Was that English? Yes. Uh, he, <laughs> the original. He, he said. He said some words, but I'm not understanding I... what they mean in the sequence he used. Uh, <laughs> okay. There was this game that was made in 1996 called Diablo. It's uh, I remember that one. It's a, you remember that? I remember that one. <laughs> I've um, I've known about this game for almost 20 years, and I've always wanted it. So I found it on this site called GOG, G-O-G dot com. And so, does that stand for anything? Or no, um, it's um. It should. It should stand for something. Let's make it up. Let's, say let's, it does. let's, let's see if we can fi- <laughs> make something girls. up that's better than what Randy's going to find. Yeah. I mean, for me, it stands for making me happy, but. <laughs> with silent G's. G O G is good old games. Good oh, old. Look, I was close with good old girls. <laughs> Nice. Now, now it's just GOG.com, but, you know, formerly the GOG stood for good old games. Good old games. And then there's the. Imagine Games Network. That stands for IGN, but <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't know that till now. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's one of my games that I've been waiting to get for like the last, I'd say, five years. So you got it, and you're playing it now. I'm playing it now. And and, and was it worth the wait? It was. Uh, I wanted to have it five years ago. So if you could no. see his face right now. Did you see the way his face just lit up? Ian sounds like a moderator for the Patient Games subreddit. <laughs> patient Gamers subreddit right now. Uh, that is the ultimate of patient gaming. Uh, yeah, I mean. Do you mean like patience or patient? Like patient, hospital. as in as in you can wait. Oh, okay. It means we're planting okay. we're planting flowers, and they're called impatience. Oh. <laughs> But no, but inpatients? No, I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. No, so um, no. So I, now, so now, in about five years, when they put Diablo two up on GOG, you'll you'll be all over that, I presume, right? 
Um, I think it's, I think it's on another side. I think um, Diablo two may be on Epic Games Network. I'm not sure, but. I, I'm not interested in playing that. I don't care about that one. Well, he's got to. He's got to. Got to finish with Diablo first. I got to finish that game and be like, um, and I, uh, it, do you know what Diablo stands for? No, it no. means I know Diablo is the devil and. Yeah, it's um, Diablo. I think, I think that's about all you need to know on the okay. game. <laughs> All right. But did you find the cow level yet? I found a – that's at the beginning of the game. A, that's within the town. But I think I spoiled too much. <laughs> cow? Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> yes. Do you really cow. need to have a spoiler alert for a 20-year-old game? Oh. <laughs> if we don't, you know that internet trolls will come out. Yeah, and – uh, spam us with comments like "Holy cow!" No more spoilers. <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly. What? Uh, man. Uh, but yeah, um, there is another game that is coming out. Uh, that's coming out on the Switch. A uh, um, Pong, right? Um. Pong. I know that. I know what that is. Well, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think of an, trying to think of something even older than that's, Diablo. Yeah, that's more than twenty years. <laughs> that's more than twenty Pac-Man, years. Yeah. Pac Man, I think, right? Uh, the original. I remember the Pac Man machines in the bar when I was <laughs> just able to go. Oh, like I don't. Um, we don't. Hey, we don't talk a lot about this game on here, but there's a new game coming out in june called super mario maker 2 and what that does is be able to make uh have people make mario levels for themselves to be uh uh be played by other people <laughs> so oh. so are you getting ready to make some mario levels ian Eventually, <laughs> eventually, when now, I get you, the are switch, you, are you gonna are you gonna make the super hard levels where you gotta have the gotta know the absolute perfect way to get through them, like these some of these crazy courses I've seen on YouTube? No, I am not uh, barbarian or <laughs> Carl Sagan forty two or um, Grand Pooh Bear. Go look them up if you want. <laughs> you but, challenge other people with them. Is that what you do? You make a level and you give it to someone else to try, or yeah, they can be played huh. on like the Nintendo Network, and then anybody in the world can play them. Oh so, wow! Whoever has like a in the case of Super Mario Maker, that's on the uh, Wii U, but so <laughs> and the. Over the last maybe four or five years, there's been a ton of levels like the ones Phil's talking about that are super incredibly hard. <laughs> but well, you kind of yes. got to know ahead of time how you're supposed to get through it. And that's the only way you're going to get past each and every obstacle that comes at your way. And one wrong move and you're dead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> 
there are lots of levels like that, and um, the one that's most infamous is the one by um, a guy named Panga called um, I forget what it's called now. It um, uh, I want to say it's P turn, but but I let's go with that because I I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know the name of it or how we're ever going to find it. So, yeah, I'll um, I'll make sure that when this episode comes out, I'll uh, find that level. But uh, well, I'm sure someone will tell us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, great um, indie developers, quote unquote, great. Uh, people who were making uh, Mario Maker levels from the beginning now having more access to things. How are they going to sort that out? There's just going to be billions of levels out there. How are you going to find anything in that? Well, um, I think it's going to be a lot of community community rating of the various levels. If I remember how the Wii U, how it worked on the Wii U, I think it was a lot of community rating to rate the best levels. And then there's just going to be that small group on the top that everybody tries their stuff. Uh, what they do from uh, Mario Maker is they give you an access code, and everyone who puts in that access code can play your level. <laughs> but or you can play levels randomly, or you can play top rated levels, or or you can play uh, levels by the creator, or. Um, I would say that the search function needs to work a little better, but for the most part, uh, yeah, there is going to be a lot of confusion <laughs> just from a database side. <laughs> but will you let me know how that all works? Out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just let me know. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, just for casual, are the uh, music levels. They are um, there's a certain amount, like maybe one percent of uh, levels that are automatic. You don't have to touch the controller. You just uh, listen to the music <laughs> because they because the creator made that level to listen to a song. Whether it be Rick Rolled or <laughs> things of that nature, or All Star from um, I want to say Smashing Pumpkins. That's not Smash it. Smash Mouth. Um, it's Smash Mouth. Yes, <laughs> I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Randy's head was starting to spin. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, but, if you guys like that, then I'll support you on it. You will support us on it. Good luck, Ian. Good luck. Good luck, Kim. Um, But do we want to get do we want to get more into a game called Apex Legends? (laughs) I still haven't played it. Don't know if I ever will. I never will. But it's saying that it's um, the game seems great, but now. now that EA kind of has its hands on it now, they... Um, They're going all EA on it. They are... Uh, 
what's it called? They've made a season pass that's kind of um, um, EAFI'd. <laughs> a, that like, sounds like something a doctor should look at. <laughs> it's something a doctor should look at. <laughs> but no, like a, most of the world has these um, cosmetic items that are coming into the season pass, but because uh, Belgium uh, made uh, loot boxes illegal, uh, they're now getting like the premium content. <laughs> yeah. So now people are going on to Apex Legends and changing their servers to uh, Belgium so that they get those premium items. <laughs> but And in Belgium, you can just pay for those premium items straight up? Uh, I believe so. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd change my server to Belgium for that too. I mean, just because, yeah, we um, we just want to play the game. We want to not uh, have it be grindy. We want to have fun playing it. Does Belgium get anything for that when you change your server, or are they just going to get overload and explode their system? <laughs> Well, I mean, the country of Belgium's not receiving any benefit, but it's just the the laws in place in that country. Right. So, okay. So you can just change your server over there and it's not going to overload any system or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, not so far. (laughs) No. And they wouldn't get anything for that? That's too bad. Like advertising content or anything? No, um, I mean, a... To Belgium, that um, you just changed to their server, and I guess that's all. Fine. So it's no incentive for any other countries to follow suit. Then they're not. You're not taking away anything from nope. them by switching over to Belgium. And Belgium's not gaining anything. No, by it's that. just it's just how the countries have done their laws. Well, good for Belgium, anyways. Good for Belgium. Yeah. Yay! Yay, Belgium! Yay! Nice hey, little, nice little country. Yay, Belgium, and yay, people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but uh, oh, said I wanted to talk about. Um, there was other gaming news that just came out a couple days ago. I forget what it is. Um, it's not on this list right now. Um, Did it have something to do with a certain search company? Um, you mean like Google? Or? Yeah. Is it their streaming platform now? Oh, yeah. Stadia. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go into that, but yes, um, Google now has a, a cloud service for gaming. And... Um, I I want to say I want to ask you Phil uh do you like playing Fortnite? I've never played a game of Fortnite in my life, so what does that tell you? Um do you like cloud gaming though? Mm, no, not really. I've never tried it. I I can't say the same either. What um, is cloud gaming? Cloud gaming in um if um we had Dave or Bob, I think uh, Randy would know. Uh, uh, cloud computing is just on someone else's computer, correct? Yeah, so basically what happens is all the heavy lifting is done on a 
big, high-powered computers, whole farm of them that Google has, and then they just stream the results to you. And then all that gets sent from your computer is like the controls. So your computer doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting, all the computing. All it does so is have to display that the information that's sent to it from the cloud. So you're like bypassing the Xbox and the PlayStation and – Pretty much, yeah. yeah Ooh, they're going to hate that, aren't they? Potentially. Potentially. Um, uh. The stock price of Sony did take quite a hit after uh, the Google Stadia announcement. Huh. But what kind of control does that give Google then? Like let's not pretend that that doesn't uh, – well, I think I think give them some kind I, of advantage. Yeah, I think this hand rigging on that aspect of it is starting to starting to hit. So we'll have to see how that develops. Yeah, it's just. But when Google gets something, like they get it for life. Like you guys, isn't it kind of like um, when they store something, they they get to store it for life? So is there some advantage to them having all of your? Do you well, have any games know, stored or saved? They, or? they know what kind of games you like, so they can say, "Hey, you like Fortnite? Maybe you like like Fortnite too, or something else, or you know." And are they charging for this? Uh, prices weren't announced, from what I saw. Well, not um, in the beginning. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not in the beginning. They're not charging uh, for you, this. You get a thirty day free trial. I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing that's yeah, whatever whatever the final price is, it'll start come with a free trial to get you hooked. And they're gonna own your stuff too. Oh they're, yeah. They're gonna own yeah, your if progress they, they game or whatever up, it is that you guys Yeah, or if you know, you buy a game but it's hosted on their system, if they ever decide to take the game away, you know, is it gone for is it do they take it away from it? Right. You know, do they take it away from you even though you bought it or does it just restrict new sales? You're not going to have anything. You're not going to go into the physical store and nope. buy. Oh, jeez! Oh, jeez! It'll run through. Yeah. Your, it'll run through your existing uh, PC. Yeah. Um, I think the only, from what I've heard, the only special equipment you'll need to buy is a controller. Well, I don't see any problems with that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, other than that, everything connect is you know oh is it's all in the cloud. No, it's um. I mean. I would say, Kathy, and all of us here, that we all like arcade machines, correct? <laughs> we all like arcade machines? Like, like Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man. Or Space Invaders like, okay. or Frogger. I mean, we like – what I'm getting at is we like the uh, – we like to own what we bought. Like we like to have the physical hardware, <laughs> whether mm-hmm. it be – If at all possible. If at all mm-hmm. possible so that you can say, oh – this is mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, with cloud gaming or online gaming, those can go away after a certain point in time. Right. That's that's the problem I'm seeing with this is they're, again, just taking more and more control. Um, away and, from yeah. – Yeah, and possession of what you're doing. Yeah, you know, you no longer own this game that you bought, that you paid money for. You're now renting it mm-hmm. until if, Google decides you can't rent it anymore. And then it's gone. And then if you do something in there, or you create something, you add something, they own it. They own it. If you come up with some super fantastic move to get around, I don't know, I'm making it up because I don't know how these, what you do, but they would own whatever you do. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. I mean, I think we're all in agreement there, but yeah. Uh, I mean, 
it would be my fault if I had a physical copy and it broke. It be my fault, but then you could go down to the store and, in theory, go get another physical copy. Mm-hmm. Correct. But this, no, it's um, it's like a few years ago they, um, Xbox um, um took off support for Halo, so. It's a lot like eh, – that's just an example of that. But yeah. and that's my personal belief, um, being able to having a physical copy <laughs> to things. But Yeah. It's – you know, I'm – yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, no, it's – there was – Something else, like there was a, uh, like a game announcement or something uh, that I just can't put my finger on right now. Um, but uh, maybe we should. Uh, You're going to think of it the second we stop the show, Ian. You know that, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I know exactly. <laughs> uh so, I mean, we can circle back to it next time if there's a need, so. Yeah. A, we can circle back to it or even do a uh, short snippet or something like that afterwards. But um, but um, do you, um, Kathy or uh, Phil, do you think that um, we should end this here or – Wait a minute. I thought you had some gardening news for me. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Can't leave, can't Don't leave. even try it. Get, Don't leave Kathy hanging like that. Give it, that. give it, give it. Give it up. Oh, okay. A, nothing real. Um, um, nothing more um, than, uh, should I say, uh, yeah, that there's uh, – like, like in Oak Park, there should be some um, things being um, worked on within, uh, yeah, the city of Oak Park within gardening. <laughs> Could you be more cryptic? Are you telling me that the neighborhood garden found a new piece of I, land to grow on? I, no, I'm saying that um, there may be, I can't say for sure, that there should be. Um, should be having an amount of land soon. That things are looking good. That things are looking good to that nature. Ah, nature. Ah, I like it. That nature, yes. Well, that's really good news. Really good news. Yeah, it's going to be called Super Mushroom Maker, but but I'm joking. Are are you making that up? Okay, good, because that was a horrible name. No, it's... I just saying that because I want to tie in Super Mario. Okay. That was a huge loss to the community. So I really sincerely hope that they do find a new plot of land and begin that garden again. Because those surplus vegetables, I know they gave to homeless shelters and food kitchens. And it's really important because there's a shortage of fresh uh, fruits and vegetables. A lot of, you know, they ate a lot Mm. of canned goods and box goods and um, Mm. 
that was really a loss to the community. There is when a that lot of there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of mm-hmm. fresh food and one of the mm-hmm. things is we get lots and lots of news saying these vegetables uh the vegetables that are coming out are uh not good to eat. And so the way to combat that is to have these urban gardens. <laughs> Well, there's so. th- that's one way to combat it. There's a lot of ways to combat it, but that is one very, very good way. Um, they have proven that you can have sustainable gardens and cattle ranches without all, all the chemicals and without all the animals being squeezed into these troughs all day. They have proven models out there where they have shown that you know, and I don't even eat red meat. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a moral thing. I just don't like it. But you know, I know a lot of people do, um, and they have shown sustain- sustainability on the free range cows, and that's the way the, the earth is supposed to work. So, that is one way. And I know what you're referring to because they've just said that they've come. You know, released the list of the most, um, toxic vegetables out there. Um, but it's still what they consider below a safe level. But, yeah, an organic garden um, is definitely a great way to combat the shortage of fresh fruit and vegetables out there. Yeah. And eat, eat your fruit and vegetables. Very important. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Very important. And just don't eat too many oranges. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, What's wrong with oranges? <laughs> nothing's wrong with oranges. Just uh, eat the orange. Don't eat orange juice. Just eat the orange. <laughs> it's yes. good. It's good. Yeah, nothing. It's a bad joke. Nothing ruined with orange. But <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, do we want to um, end this here, or do we have uh, anything else to say? Besides the thing I forgot. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Um, do you have anything else? Kathy? No, just thanks for letting me ramble on oh. about anybody who wants to discuss that. They can't reach me, but uh, I'm sure they'll let us know, and I'll be happy to continue that discussion. All right. But, yeah, um, so – Phil, uh, where can we find you? Probably at a clock store. Probably at a clock store? <laughs> Are you referencing a clockwork orange? <laughs> no, I'm just saying at a clock store so I won't be late next time. Oh, okay. Oh. Hey, you're fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but no, um, Kathy, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, Ian. <laughs> Um, you can find me at uh, uh, on Twitter at uh, eInformed, informed with an A, and also at eInformed.com, <laughs> um, where you can find stuff at um, about RDNF or Retro Detroit Nerdfighters, um, eInformed uh, slash art. I'll do this again, eInformed.com slash rdnf <laughs> all right as always um it's not a matter of if you're crazy it's all a matter of how much and also don't forget to be awesome <laughs> thank you <laughs>